In today's episode, I have Zwick on, and him and I break down this quarterback class for the 2024 NFL Draft. We get into everything. It's a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's play the music. All right, I'm here with Zwick, and it's that time of year again it is uh max and zwick covering the nfl draft again second year in a row uh second of many years obviously to come uh i'm loving doing this i i love the draft i know i'm not um the main football guy here obviously that's zwick so he's going to be kind of covering more of the analysis and really uh getting in depth on the watching tape and stuff but uh i'm going to help him out because i am an absolute draft nut and i figured we should start with the quarterbacks because I know the wide receiver and offensive lineman classes are really good in this draft, but I think the quarterback class is also really, really good. And I think it's got, got to be the most interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, some, some would say that football season ends right, you know, after the Super Bowl, but this is very exciting time of the year for football fans and for us and myself. And this quarterback class is very, very good. It's very deep. I think that there could be, two to three day two three guys who could surprise us you know come this season or seasons beyond that maybe wouldn't shine as a rookie but could step in second third year maybe a guy goes down and could show us that they can play i i completely agree um i think there's going to be some diamonds in this class for sure and there's a lot of teams that really need a quarterback so it's going to be interesting to see what happens um I think we should just get right into it and talk about Caleb Williams. We actually don't even have to talk about him that much because we've <laughs> talked about him so much. But yeah, Caleb Williams is the consensus best quarterback in this draft, right? I mean, yeah, he's the Mahomes comps are real to me. Yeah. As what I've seen from him, he he can make any throw. He has a very strong arm. He can extend. I actually think he's more athletic than Mahomes. I think he's a little faster. Um, he's a little like less dense, I would say. I think Mahomes yeah. can probably take a hit better, but I think Caleb can make better plays with his legs. I think he can send them farther. Obviously, Mahomes is a very lofty, lofty comparison, and we don't want to put that over his head, but I think that's the potential. I mean, you see with this guy, he made every throw at Oklahoma. He made every throw at USC. He was you know, working wonders with Cliff Kingsbury at USC and just, you know, he just I like there's not much to say about it because we've already yeah. talked about him so much. He's that good. He's that guy. Um, I think he's consensus number one to the Bears. I would be surprised, very surprised if he wasn't a Chicago Bear come April. Yeah, and especially uh this week, even yesterday, some stuff came out where he was talking about how uh he would play for the Bears if he got drafted there. So I think that made yeah. Him... Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so just some background. Obviously, he's coming out of USC. He's a quarterback, uh, 22 years old, six foot one, 216. Um, I wrote, he looks Mahomesian, knock on wood. Uh, the throws that he makes, the clutchness he has shown, the way that he can carry his team, it's the closest I've seen to Mahomes coming out of college. Uh, I'm fascinated by how he performs and where he lands. I, like, I think just any landing spot is so much fun. Um, I, I think so too, and I think, Chicago could be it's a great. very good yeah. landing spot for him because I think they're building something in Chicago that a lot of people aren't 
really talking about because they forget people forget that Chicago has the ninth pick as well. So yeah. if they can get a guy like Neighbors or that's what I'm so say, excited for. Yeah. To pair with Caleb Williams, it is going to be fun. I, if I was Bears fan, I would be very very excited. Yeah, the idea like this is a ridiculously deep uh, wide receiver draft class. Like just looking at we uh, we're going to cover the class, but looking at Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, I know is a tight end, Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze. Brian Thomas Jr., Lad McConkey, Keon Coleman, Adana Mitchell, Troy Franklin, so many, so many Jalen Polk, Xavier Wol- uh, Worthy, Roman Wilson. Like there are a ridiculous amount of prospects coming into this draft at the wide receiver position. Um, the idea of pairing any one of those guys with Caleb Williams is, oh man, it is so it's fucking exciting. Cool. So as a football um, fan, it's exciting. <laughs> hundred percent. So yeah, I wrote like he's Mahomes being fascinated by where he ends up. Uh, he's going to be knocked for stupid metrics since the NFL is an alpha male run space. They're going to be knocking him because he painted his nails. They're going to be knocking him because he cried in the stands with his mom. Yeah, That's bullshit. Uh, I think any team in the league, and I really mean this, any team except for the Kansas City Chiefs um, would want Caleb Williams on their team. And I wrote that he um, reminds me of Pat Mahomes and I wrote in parentheses, sorry. So <laughs> <laughs> That is lofty expectations. I know but, it is, but if anyone can fulfill them, it's Caleb Williams. Truly. Very true. And uh, I think that, we're oh, sorry, I was going to say, if there was one knock on him, it would be he plays a little bit of hero ball sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I also like, like people say, oh, like, exactly. He had to. The, he was the entire USC's team. USC's so, defense was We awful. talked about USC. Their defense was Swiss cheese. You know, I mean, it has been Swiss cheese for the last something years, but I don't really hold that against him. He's going to make mistakes. It's college. No college quarterback is perfect. And I expect him to make mistakes this rookie year like every rookie quarterback does. But highest ceiling, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, he had to carry USC. That they, yeah. He had to score 60 points a game to even yeah. have them <laughs> like do anything. So it's not his fault at all. Uh, Let's go now. I was I want you I want to ask you who do you think is the number two quarterback in this? I think I think it's pretty clearly Drake May to me, but I don't I shouldn't say clearly. I think it's Drake May, but I don't hate the fact that Jaden Daniels is number two on some people's boards. I don't hate that. But Drake May to me, he's 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 Josh Allen, he's he can mash all the buttons. He can hurdle someone. He'll, you know, dive over people for extra yards. He has a very, very strong arm. I think his accuracy is sort of like Josh Allen's coming out of Wyoming. It can be questionable at times, but I also think like that can be that can be fixed. Like we saw how bad Josh Allen was in 2018, his rookie year. He was terrible. People were talking about is he the guy? Is he the guy? Obviously, superstar now, but I think Drake May could struggle a little bit with that coming in. But then again, he's he's very accurate and he can he can figure it out. He will. This will get coached out. I think that just comes with reps playing against NFL players. I am guessing he's going to be a Washington Commander. That would be my guess. Maybe a Patriot. I'm sure Jordan and Butsy would love that. But I'm oh, yeah. sorry, guys. I don't think it's going to happen. But I like Drake May. I think. I, I see some people put him over Caleb, and I personally don't have that, but I, I can see a world where they're closer than some people think. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Um, coming out of UNC, he's twenty one years old, six foot four, two twenty nine. He's got a great NFL frame. He has ridiculous arm strength. Um, I also put that he reminds me of Josh Allen, and then put sorry again in quotes. Um, because again, <laughs> it's lofty expectations, but um, and I promise you, our comparisons get better as they go on. It's just these two guys happen to look like the like uh Allen and Mahomes. Um. I also think Drake May is number two. Um, I love Jaden Daniels. I was, I I know um, it's funny when you talk to college football fans, like we're lower on him just because we saw him before and we weren't mm -hmm. like super into it. And I was the same yeah. way. But I I remember watching that Florida State game. I think the first game of the season. I I'm pretty sure Florida State whooped the fuck out of them. But Jaden Daniels played well in that game. And I think I remember us talking about it too. Um, but yeah, he I think. Drake May, don't overthink it. Drake Drake May is awesome. The only thing is he's not like the only downside to Drake May, other than obviously he he takes a lot of risks. Um, like Josh Allen, yeah. and you you will get caught with that. Um, the only knock against Drake May is that maybe he's not as exciting of a prospect as Jaden Daniels, just because Daniels has like this little X factor to to where you could see him kind of becoming you know a ridiculous star. Um. I just think they're overthinking it. Drake May to Washington is what should happen. I, I think that's I agree. What and I, um, I think that's what will happen. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Jaden Daniels now because Jaden Daniels is rising, really rising. He's Some fun. people have him number two. He is so fun. Um, Out of LSU, 23 years old, six foot four, 210. I don't know about that 210. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, if that's that, an accurate. I saw that. I saw that. I was like, he's six, four. That's I what I yeah six four. I, didn't know I, I remember game. watching LSU games and I thought he was way smaller. I thought it was like five ten or something. I, really, I thought he was six foot max. Yeah, but six four for Jaden Daniels that is surprising and that honestly pushed him up a little bit for me. Yeah, I I agree. Um, he is insanely thin. Um, yeah, that's that's the big knock on him is that he's very very thin and usually uh. A thin quarterback, like they're young, right? He's still only twenty three. He's gonna put on weight. He's gonna have, you know. I mean, I guess he was at LSU. So he already had the top dietitians and all that. But yeah, multiply that a little bit with the NFL. Um, usually, a thin framed quarterback quarterback is not a huge is issue. Uh, you think about like Russell Wilson. I know it's he's a lot. He's maybe thicker framed, but he's very tiny. Um, mm -hmm. and he was successful. That was because he's good at avoiding getting hit. Jaden Daniels. Gets fucking smoked. He gets rocked. There's like a highlight reel of smoked. him getting rocked. Yes. I wrote somewhere. Um, oh, shit. Where is it? Oh, yeah. I said the questions about his very thin frame and the injury potential uh, are is real. He is very prone to taking huge hit. See Mississippi State game 550 in the third quarter, first and 10 play. He got fucking smoked. I know exactly what play that is. He got <laughs> smoked. I was watching film and I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how he got he got right up and was all right. Yeah. Um but yeah, for, he he's he gets smoked. So that's gonna be for an issue. a guy that takes this many hits, he's surprisingly durable. Yeah, and I like I like Jaden Daniels. I think like you, you it's it's pretty easy to just to say like, oh, he's like his pro comp would be Lamar Jackson. And I think that's true in a sense, but I would say like a very like much less like refined Lamar Jackson, like yeah. needs more work. Than Lamar did coming out of Louisville. Obviously, we know how dangerous he is with his legs and extending plays. His arm is very, very strong. He can push the ball down the field, but and he 
had the guys to do with Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors this past year at LSU. I think his accuracy needs some work. I I think that he's almost better like outside of the pocket, outside of structure than he is in structure sometimes, which is sort of concerning. But that but then again, I think that's one of the things that just gets cleaned up when you get to the NFL, when you get these high caliber offensive coordinators and QB coaches that will really like instill into your brain like you need to play in structure, and if it's not there, then you can take off. But yeah, I think at LSU, sometimes you wanted to take off and didn't let the play develop in front of him when he could have. And he was just like, fuck it, I'm faster, I'm more athletic, I'm you know going to take off and beat these guys 60 yards down the field like he did against Florida. Yeah, But I think that can be cleaned up in the NFL. It's not like a huge concern. That's I, sort of uh, that's just sort of how quarterbacks are. Like yeah, quarterbacks. A lot are, of college so. quarterbacks are, especially yeah. ones that have the ability to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he is. So I didn't have this comp from from here on. These comps are not mine. They're comps. I just went all over the internet and scoured for them. Um, and the one that I have that I like agree with the most is the RG is RG three. Um. Oh, and that's a Danny Kelly shout out Danny Kelly at the ringer. That is his comparison, not mine. Um, and I went back and watched RG three tape and that is like pretty spot on actually like very mm. good. Um, he, he is like you said, um, sometimes he makes better plays out of the pocket. He is still very, very calm and poised in the pocket. Um, I'm really impressed with his decision-making. Um, I'm impressed with how he gives times to uh, plays time to develop and he makes he's pretty good at making multiple reads. Um, he doesn't, you know, like in terms of sometimes uh, quarterbacks who are you know scramblers, they tend to get stuck uh, after the first read. They let the first read go and then they just scramble. He doesn't do that as often. He kind of lets the play develop and um, will make one or two reads. Um, he's a very smooth passer. He's got a very very good deep ball. He was one of the best deep ball passers last season. Uh, and he's a good decision maker. He's an excellent rusher. I wouldn't say he's He's not a, on Lamar's level rushing yeah, wise. I mean, no he's one's probably on closer Lamar. to yeah. He's he's probably like closer to Anthony Richardson. Maybe not even on that level. And Anthony yeah. Richardson had trouble sticking in the league without getting hurt so far. Uh, he's he's been hurt like twice, one for the season. Um, so that's kind of scary because he does remind me rushing wise a little bit of Anthony Richardson. And Richardson has a way better frame to take hits, and he yeah. did not make it. So yeah, um, this season I mean so. Um, that's kind of scary. Uh, and I almost, the CJ Stroud, um, Bryce Young debate sort of reminds me of the Drake May, Jaden Daniels debate, just because it's not nearly as drastic, but it's almost like, don't overthink this. Drake May has the frame. He has mm-hmm. all the tools. He's going to be good. Jaden Daniels does not have the frame yet. Um, you don't want to really gamble on that, but Jaden Daniels is a lot better than Bryce Young as a prospect. Yeah. So, um, Let's go to Michael Penix Jr. This the he's the one. I'm I'm praying the Steelers get him or Fields, but I'm hoping Penix. Oh, I know, I know. That's where I'm at in Steelers <laughs> fandom right now. That I'm praying. <laughs> I would. I, I'm also I wouldn't be opposed to them paying Kirk Cousins either. You don't want Russ? Fuck no. I I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Um, I, as a Bengals fan, I hope the Steelers get Russ. That would be very fun. Oh Jesus Christ, dude. Um, I uh <clears throat> today Omar Khan. I think that's or Mar- whatever the fuck his name is, the guy who is the GM for the Steelers. Um, he came out today and said he still believes in pickets, and I vomited. Picket, Jesus Christ. Omar Khan, GM for the Steelers, correct. He said he still believes in Kenny Pickett. Why? And that 
made me what, mom in my what phone. has what has Kenny I don't know is this he the has same like Kenny some Pickett good, that it's I know he has like some good drives to end the game sometimes uh I don't know because he yelled after he got hit hard in his rookie year I don't I yeah. don't know it's he he has one game with two passing touchdowns yes so yeah so um, I we have a new offensive coordinator Arthur Smith who I'm actually excited about I know he was terrible I, in I, fucking I Atlanta he's, he's a good offensive, offensive coordinator. coordinator yeah he wasn't a good head coach that's all right um, yeah. I'm happy that he's there. I love his mustache too. It's a very good, very strong mustache. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm rambling, but I hope we get Michael Penix Jr. And I know he, there's a lot of question marks around him. He's 23 years old, six foot three, two thirteen. He's out of Washington. The biggest question marks, obviously, are well, there's a couple things. He d- apparently doesn't throw to the middle of the field. Um, I, wow, this is news to me. I honestly somehow I missed yeah. that. It <laughs> says his biggest. Uh, that's all over the internet. Everyone's talking about how his biggest issues are his lack of middle of the field throws, his injury history, and the fact that he will be a 24 year old rookie. Which kind of weird because Jaden Daniels will be 23 year old rookie, and Caleb Williams will be 22, 23. So it's not that big of a deal. But um, at least he's not Bo Nix, who's going to be 24. Well, I guess he is Bo Nix, who will be 24 as well. Yeah, Anyways, um, yeah, apparently he doesn't throw to the middle of the field. Um, and I guess that's the issue. But he throws an absolutely beautiful ball. Great arm strength, aggressive, aggressive with the deep balls, and uh, yeah, that's what do you, what do you think about him? He he's extremely accurate. Um, we saw in you know the playoff games versus Texas and Washington, or sorry, Texas and Michigan. What am I saying? Texas and Michigan. He was feeling. I mean, he was putting yeah. the, especially against Texas. He was putting the ball you know everywhere he needed it to be, and he had great help. He had Roma Dunze. He had Jalen Polk, who you know made life easy for him at Washington and it should only get, you know, easier with weapons wise when he goes to the NFL, but I'm, I don't love his athleticism. I don't think he's very good at extending plays outside of structure, outside of pocket. He's not like the fastest guy in the world. And he's just, he's very good in structure, but I think once the play breaks down, he's kind of like, Oh, fuck it. Roma Dunze is down there somewhere. And that worked. 74.8% 74.8% yeah. of the time because Roman Dunes, they, that was his percentage for contested catches. We have that. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I just interrupted a great stat. My apologies. <laughs> My bad on that one. Bad podcasting. Um, He has that in George Pickens. He has his Roman Dunes. He does. He does. So that and is, just put that out there. I, I like him. I, he's Tua to me. To me, mm-hmm. you, I mean, it's really easy to say that because he's lefty and he's a pocket passer. And that's basically Tua in a nutshell, but not super athletic, not super great extending the play. He's lefty. He's super accurate, can put the ball basically anywhere he wants to on a rope. But the ceiling to me isn't there. I think that he can be a good, not great quarterback. And I think that that's probably what we're saying about Tua right now. Yeah. I, I and they both have the injury history, not exactly different yeah, was, types of injuries. He was but, out like four times at Indiana. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, this is where the comps start getting fun. So, yeah. for this these comps, I heard Southpaw Geno Smith, Skinny mm-hmm. Jacoby like Brissett, that. Zach Wilson, which every single oh, person has been compared to Zach Wilson in this. Zach Wilson was used for every comp. I exactly. feel like. I stopped actually putting him in in some of them because I was like, I, I don't know why everyone's doing this. Uh, CJ Stroud, Kenny Pickett, yeah. Jordan Love, Josh Dobbs, Jared Goff, and then very slightly less mobile Tua. So those are all the 
That's the internet's comparison. Do they think Tua is mobile? What the fuck? Like, yeah. Well, they said slightly <laughs> less mobile. Okay, so slightly they, less. So Tua. They, is they said slightly very more slightly mobile. less. So yeah, I guess I guess Tua is very slightly more mobile than I, either way. Um, yeah. So any of those stick out <laughs> to you? I actually do like the um, the Jared Goff one. I think yeah. you know in with the very good running game like the Lions have, I think that. He could be really, really good, especially if he learns to throw over the middle, which apparently he doesn't do because that's what Jared Goff does so well. Yeah. And I think if he got that, you know, really effective running game and play action worked into the mix, he's very accurate. He can put the ball anywhere he wants. I think that maybe I honestly say like a Jared Goff type guy is probably his ceiling to me. Oh, okay. So not so top. Uh, up upper tier starter, yeah. but not like like a like a C or D tier quarterback, maybe. Like yeah. yeah, roughly. Yeah. C. That would be my take. Yeah. All right. But okay. He, he, um, I would love for him to prove me wrong. Yeah, on the Steelers, I would love that as well. Um, yeah. okay, let's go now to I think that one of the biggest risers, uh, someone who's getting you know talk at the first round, which. I think it's just because of his age, honestly, because I'm not I'm not really seeing it. But JJ McCarthy out of Michigan, 21 years old, six foot three, two oh three, <laughs> very, very slender frame. Um accuracy can be questionable at times, but he's poised. He's really good under pressure. Uh, he's led a lot of drives, you know, third down drives, um, you know, third down conversions rather, uh, a lot of late game drives, and uh he's he obviously won the national championship. Um, you know, a lot of talk about uh how his mental preparation for the game, everything like that. Um, I'm impressed with his ability to deliver the ball where it needs to be. Uh, even if it he's going to be taking a hit, he will release and take the hit, which is very impressive. Um, he throws very solid while on the move. Uh, and I I see why scouts like him, but I think it's a lot of it is the idea of he's a, being a piece of, he's young and he's a piece of clay that they can mold. Uh, he's got the physical tools that, um, you know, are exciting and attractive to scouts. Uh, with the height and the thin frame, but he can probably add muscle, obviously. Um, and I can see why scouts are into him. I just don't know if uh, they should be, per se. Right, like, I don't think he's a first round. I don't think he's a day one quarterback. I I think he's a late day one, but it's also like how many late D1 yeah. round one teams need a quarterback. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it could be early second. Like I, I think I like him at the Broncos. I just think that the Broncos taking him in the first round is like, I just think that's a reach to me. I don't think JJ McCarthy is that, you know, that guy per se. I mean, he's yes, he's great at extending the plays. He's great at you know leading his team down the field. He obviously won the national championship. He did a lot there. But let's talk about how you know Michigan has the best offensive line in the league. He has the best run game in the or in the country yeah. in the best run game, best offensive line, you know, you know, one of the best college coaches of all time. Like it's it's hard for me to be moved by that, especially when I watched him versus Alabama when the stakes were higher than they were in the national championship for most of the game. He he missed some throws. He, yes. he kind of kept Alabama in the game. At some point, he was missing throws on third down. I remember specifically this one to Roman Wilson where he was very open, going to pick up the first down, and he just put it behind him. It happens, but that can't happen in the league if you're going to be a starter, if you're going to be a consistent starter who's playing well. He does throw with 
I think he throws extreme velocity. He like he rips the ball. Like he yeah. throws it hard. And I think that's good. I think you have to throw a zip. Otherwise, you know, you're gonna hit tight windows. But I just think like the accuracy struggles when, you know, even from like a clean pocket, it like it almost feels like he's better at throwing on the run than he is from a clean pocket. Like he gets panicky, his feet start to like jumble and yeah, it's happy he, feet. Yeah, exactly. And he like kind of like freaks out and panics and then sees like an open guy and just kind of misses him. And that happens. Yeah. I mean, he's a college quarterback, but I just don't see that panning out in the league. Um, yeah, he his uh like the reminds me of is I saw him compared to a sprightly Kirk Cousins, a more athletic but slightly smaller Mac Jones, Greg <laughs> McElroy, Christian Ponder who weirdly also comes up a couple of times. Uh, Daniel Jones is another guy who gets compared to a lot of people. Blake Bortles and then um, a Baker slash Kirk Cousins mix. Daniel Jones is my comp. I think yeah. that's like a home run comp. I It, it yeah. makes too much well, sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Super athletic can like we saw kind of Daniel Jones be like sneaky, very yes. athletic, like really effective with yeah. his legs these past two years. And I think that can be J.J. McCarthy. I think he can be like an average starter in the league. And Daniel Jones is, I would say, below average, maybe average at best. And I actually really like that comp. That was mine. And I think think that's what we're looking at ceiling-wise for J.J. McCarthy is like a Daniel Jones type player. I say this all. I would love for all these quarterbacks to be elites. I would love for them to all prove me wrong. But Yeah, we can't have what we had this year exactly. with all the backups we need more we yeah. need better quarterbacks um yeah. yeah so looking at the draft order i don't think any of the people that lost on the wild card are i think like let me put it this way i think after 22 which is philly um i think it gets interesting because cleveland well i guess that goes to houston so we'll say after 23 i think it gets interesting so 24 is dallas um, maybe they get him in the building as sort of a backup to Dak, although they already have Trey Lance, so I don't know. Yeah, I doubt it's it. kind of too many projects. Um, Green Bay, no, they have Jordan Love. They they're he's they're kind of on the same timeline. Jordan Love's a little bit older, but um, Tampa Bay could be interesting. They bring him in, back up to Baker, kind of sign Baker to a couple year deal, uh, let him develop and see if they can kind of transition him into a new spot. Twenty seven, uh, which is the Cardinals, I would say no. They've got Kyler. Buffalo, no, they have Josh Allen. Detroit, another scenario where they kind of let him maybe. develop. Yeah, develop let yeah. him develop behind Jared Goff. Uh Michigan guys, Michigan, you know, state, obviously. Or sorry, Michigan. I'm saying this they're in the same state of Michigan. Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> but yeah, so that could be interesting. Baltimore, I'd say no. They just signed Lamar long term. They're probably not looking to have him come in. San Fran, you know, maybe he's <laughs> I guess the I answer. Doubt Curry. I doubt it though. And then Kansas yeah. City, I doubt it. So I think the ones to look at are Detroit at 29 um, and Tampa at 26. I'm looking now like I don't think Bengals do it. I don't think anyone in the wild card really does it with the Rams, uh, Steelers, Miami, Philly. God, I hope the Steelers don't do it because I know, I know he's fun, but God, gosh, I just really don't want that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, let's go now. Let's talk about Bo Nix. Um, very old. He's been he played, I believe, yeah, I five like been, seasons of college I feel football. Like I've been watching him in college forever. <laughs> I know it's him and uh Stetson Bennett. Like when those guys left, it was Dude, 
please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 23 years old, coming out of Oregon. Excuse me, six foot two, 217. Um, yeah, the issue is that he's going to be 24. He's played five seasons of college football. He's only been like really good for, I'd say, like a season and a half, two yeah. seasons. And uh, that was at Oregon. I can't get the idea of him at Auburn out of my head. He was just bad. Um, he was and he kind of stunted that team. Um, he is a playmaker who's great at avoiding pressure. He's a, you know, an above average athlete, above average to good. Um, he was good at Oregon. He was, I know like we knock him for being bad at Auburn, but he was objectively good at Oregon. Uh, the issue with that is that that system was a very good pro quarterback system in terms of like, not pro like professional, but pro as in like they are (laughs) good for quarterbacks. Uh, it's easy, not easy, but it is, uh, you know, easier to be successful at it was, Oregon. There's quarterbacks for dummies at Oregon. Exactly. And um that could be an issue, right? It maybe he is he a product of the system or if is it was he good enough to be um you know successful within the system. Uh so that, those are the questions that scouts are gonna have. I don't see him going super high or anything. I think he'd be like a pretty good backup. But what do you think? I think he's a day late day two guy. Um, I could see him going fourth, maybe fifth. Yeah, like you said, Oregon sort of dumbed it down. I know that sounds harsh, but yeah, they, they had a very simple offense. It's, it's somewhat similar to, I would say, Hendon Hooker was in, yeah, in uh, Tennessee last year at Tennessee. It's a weaker offense, well, weaker-minded offense, I should say. RPOs, bubbles, very basic smash concepts that you know most quarterbacks could play in i would say obviously bo nicks had an amazing season at oregon statistically wise you put on the film he can throw the ball it seems like 70 yards in the air very strong arm he's very accurate can make almost any throw it's just he's like i don't see him like mentally being able to break down defenses in the nfl when not only did he not really do it at a high level at Oregon when he was playing in the Pac-12 with some of the worst defenses in college football. If he turns his back to the defense in the NFL, they're probably gonna they're gonna Pressure. screw down. They're gonna shift. Someone's gonna roll up, roll down. He's gonna be confused. I don't really see him panning out like that. I had my comp for him was Dak. I think he's oh yeah sneaky, mobile, like can be pretty mobile can make almost any throw, strong arm, but just sometimes looks confused at the helm. And I think that NFL de- like NFL defenses and defense corners are way too good now. They will figure you out and they will pick you apart. And once they do and your confidence is down, it's it's over. Yeah, uh the comps I saw were Alex Smith, Jalen uh they said like very specifically Kyle Shanahan 49ers Alex Smith. Um okay. Yeah, I don't know why. Jalen Hurts. Um, I think it's kind of the Oregon Bo Nix. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, yeah. Uh Jalen Hurts, Tony Romo, Kirk Cousins, and Dak Prescott. Tony um, Romo was a good one. Too. Yeah, and I feel like all those kind of you know, it almost feels like uh the successes were sort of in that system in terms of their offense for their teams. Whenever it is a success, it almost feels like they're doing it despite the quarterback almost mm-hmm. rather than because yeah. of it almost feels like the quarterback just in these offenses reverts back to just being good enough to get them where they need to be. So mm-hmm. I, I see like how all those comps came to be. Um, yeah. I'm not expecting anything super special from really any of these guys that we're going to talk about next. Um, 
Next one is Spencer Rattler, my least favorite guy. Um, mm -hmm. fucking despise Spencer he's Rattler. So unlikable. He's so unlikable. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, he's out of the game. Cox. USC. He's a very punchable face. So. Yeah, he would kick the shit out of me. I'm gonna say that now. Yeah. But oh I'm yeah, not a fan of. Him. Not a fan of. Him. Um, <laughs> 23 years old, six foot one, two seventeen. Um, I just want to lead with the comps because his comps were the funniest ones. I have I, funny I've, ones too. Yes, there's so many fu funny <laughs> ones. So I'm gonna go from I think uh, I don't know where this is. So here we go. Patrick Mahomes, Kenny Pickett, <laughs> Matt, Cor Matt Corral, which is hilarious, Zach Wilson, and gunslinging Derek Carr. Gunslinging Derek Carr. Yeah. Mm, so th those are the funniest compared because it starts with Patty Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes and Kenny. I mean, I kind of see the Mahomes shades. Yeah, but... it's because of the hero. When he's playing yeah. hero ball and it's successful, I can see where they get there. And he was supposed to be, so he was supposed to be the first round, or the first overall pick in this draft. Uh, uh -huh. coming out of high school obviously he goes to oklahoma so flails out there yeah uh, he, he has issues you know yeah. just it looks like he's an asshole uh in person and on the tv and all that um he makes he, he makes the big plays he loves the flashiness uh he makes a lot of turnovers he he tries to force the issue a lot yeah. he makes a lot of i can plays a lot of turnover issues he has trouble staying in the pocket uh he has trouble making the right play making the right reads he has an elite arm strength, but his deep throw accuracy is not good. I do not like him as a prospect. It's very, it's very fun to think about him because it's like, what do you think Caleb Williams would be Caleb Williams without Spencer Rattler being Spencer Rattler? Think oh, goddamn. Because if Spencer Rattler wasn't so bad at Oklahoma, yeah. does Caleb Williams ever Caleb break Williams. out? Yeah. yeah. We don't know. It's just, it's just kind of crazy to think about. That's because a, they have like an, they had like an Alabama quarterback room, but exactly. With, but yeah. I, I don't really see it for Spencer Rattler. I don't know how anyone can be excited about him. The turnovers are a huge concern. My, my pro comp was Jameis Winston. He just kind of <laughs> yeah. throws it anywhere he wants, regardless yeah. of what he thinks the outcome will be. Fuck it. You know, Mike Evans is bad down there somewhere. Kind of plays. Yeah. That bad personality, Jameis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Un extremely unlikable. Un obviously, Jameis is super yeah, likable. Super extremely yeah. unlikable Jameis Winston would be my guy. Yeah. I get it's almost like when Jameis was coming out and he was stealing crab legs and stuff. Yeah, like, what is this guy doing? This guy, this guy what sucks. is he doing? Yeah. Jameis Winston is awesome. But Jameis Winston's awesome. Everyone loves him. He's like you said, he he I think he has really good throwing mechanics. If you watch him throw, it's very like pleasing to the eye. Yeah. I think he he can really zip the ball. The problem is he just he throws it to the other team a lot when yeah, he does yeah. that. He's he, his arm strength is average at best. His accuracy is questionable. He makes irrational decisions outside of the pocket. I think he he plays hero ball like we said. He, oh, he yeah. scrambles when he doesn't need to scramble and just creates pressure for himself and makes bad plays worse. All yeah, bad yeah. things that quarterbacks should not do. So I'm not excited about him. I think he's a day three guy. I think career backup is probably what we're looking at for Spencer Rattler. I I mean, that's that's all about that all. I I saw some people saying they had JJ McCarthy in Spencer Rattler like very like one like yeah, yeah, one, like, a, one, one a, a one b, but like you know what I mean, like very similar, like very yeah. similar grades and I I think that's kind of insane because yeah. I'm not a huge JJ McCarthy fan, but I think he's a lot better than Spencer. Rattler. He does a lot of other things better. Like, yeah, wait. Spencer has that X factor splash type thing with the arm strength. Yeah, um, JJ's better in every other realm. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah.
uh, Spencer Rattler. I hope he does play so we can watch him get hit because I loved yeah. when he got kept getting sacked against Tennessee. Oh my god, that was my favorite game of the season. Afterwards, talking shit, he said it was our Super Bowl or whatever. Fuck you, no, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> it really. Uh, it was Spencer Rattler, if you're listening, fuck you, dude. Yeah, yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly. Okay, uh, Joe Milton. Just kidding. Please come on the show. Yeah, please come on the show. I'd love to have you. Um, Joe Milton the third. Uh, I have a lot of experience with this guy coming out of Tennessee. I'll tell you right now. Oh, six five two thirty six. Sorry, um, twenty three years old. He's massive. He's massive. Uh, he throws the hardest he was ball. So massive. He, he also throws, throws the fuck out of that lasers. ball. <laughs> yeah, he throws the fuck. I think there's a ESPN commercial where he's like in. He like whips the ball out of. Oh yeah, uh, intern or something. Um, he's not going to be good. Uh, I'm just gonna yeah. throw that out there. Not to, not to. Um, Maybe you know. I think his ceiling is like his ceiling is higher. His ceiling. Than, he could be a very good quarterback. Like yeah, his ceiling. Um, of the guys that we're talking about, like I'd say Bo Nix, Spencer Rattler, Joe Millen, and we're gonna talk about Michael Pratt out of Tulane. Um, I think his ceiling is the highest. Yes. Yes. Uh, he is a project quarterback, which kind of stinks when yeah. you're 23. Um, yeah. he's he's a project quarterback. He's not gonna be able to come in and contribute right away. Uh, he's got an absolute cannon, ridiculously inaccurate, like angrily and like he stunted Tennessee this year, unfortunately. And I love him and I I, <laughs> I love him to death. This is a very pro quarterback, uh, you know, like you we talked about it. It's Oregon. It's the Oregon system essentially. It's very pro quarterback. It's easy to be successful. This was a running the ball team this this season yeah. too. Tennessee ran the football, and that was because of Joe Milton's inability to be to make good throws at times. And, oh, man, it was frustrating. It, he stunted us, um, which stinks because I love Joe Milton. I do, and I, I hate having to say that. Um, I just wish we had seen Nico quicker. I understand why they didn't because next year, that, they just want to develop him. They don't want him getting hurt, but we should have seen Nico uh, sooner. Uh, the comps I've seen are Steve McNair and Blaine Gabbard. Hmm. I had... I had Josh Allen as well. I know that's kind of lost. yeah, just the gunslinging. He just can big body throw the, throw the piss out of the ball. Yeah, throw it as far as he wants, but extremely inaccurate coming out of college. Like accurate. yeah, like as a quarterback, you throw to your teammates, and Joe Milton isn't very good at that. Yeah, that's, exactly. That, yes, that's the dumbest way to possibly say it is how how I just said it. But to more break it down, he's like I think he his like his he's. Like I wrote down on my notes for Joe Milton, I started it with he's fucking massive. He's six five, two thirty five, and he can be a very very good quarterback in this league. And I'm rooting for him because I think he's likable. I watched. Oh, him, I love him. And he just—it's so fun to watch him play because he just throws the ball as hard as he possibly can. And it'll be like a five yard pass down to the yeah right in the middle, like a screen pass or something. Even like he's just just putting. Putting the steam on it, oh putting the God. mustard on it, whatever you Eric, want to call it. Yeah, our Eric Eric Gray on the halfback slip screen just gets <laughs> crushed with fucking. And amazing. obviously, like decision making is a huge question mark. Not to mention, we already talked about the accuracy, but there's no doubt that the physical tools and the traits are there, and the arm strength is there. And like you said, I think if anyone is going to really pan out out of even, I would put like JJ McCarthy in that. Like, um, yeah. Like conversation like McCarthy, Bo Nix, Rattler, Milton, and Pratt. I think it would be Milton, would be my if yeah. I had to pick one to really be a quality starter in the league, I would probably pick Joe Milton. It's just that he's gonna be 24 years old. Is yeah, if he was uh McCarthy's age, yeah, he would be, he, he if would he was McCarthy's age, prospect. he'd probably be 
I think he would be taken over Hardy. Yeah, I, I agree. That might be insane to say, but well, he's got the better frame. Uh, he's yeah. got the unteachable thing with the arm strength and how hard he throws the ball and all that. Yeah, so it's not. I, I hope he does well, but I don't. I don't really see it for Joe Milton. Okay, let's go to Michael Pratt now. Um, out of Tulane, twenty-two years old, six foot three, two twenty. He's going to be a good backup in the league. That's about all I can say here. Uh, yeah. He doesn't do anything great. I think the best skill he has would be field vision, maybe. Yeah, I had, I had. He's a pocket passer. He's a, he's yeah. like an old school pocket passer. I, I, my yeah. pro comp is I had Brock Purdy. Okay. Um, yes, we had. I saw Taylor Heineke, Minshew's yeah. guard, uh, Minshew's energy. I don't know what that means. What Christian what, Ponder. What? <laughs> uh Skylar Thompson and Daniel Jones. Um yeah, I saw and, Skylar Thompson as well. I I he's a pocket passer. He's an old yeah. school pocket passer. He takes what the defense gives him. He doesn't really take risks, which I guess you can look yeah, at that positively yeah. or negatively. I would look at that negatively because I think as a quarterback, you're taking a risk every single play. So why not try to make the big ones? Yeah. Like his low interceptions, 22 touchdowns, five yeah. interceptions, but it's sometimes it's the old Ryan Russell argument. Like sometimes you almost want them to have more interceptions because hundred percent, at least it means chances. You, like he stopped shooting. Basically. What was that? Like old Dion waiters quote where it's like, Oh, for nine, and he's yeah. like, but I didn't stop shooting or something like that. It's yeah, like that. Like, yeah. And it's like, like Penix, I think was 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And that's, which it's not I'm, an issue. I yeah, I'm not moved by a few interceptions. I I think interceptions talking about a quarterback is a very like overrated way to like hold hold yeah. it against. A it's like sacks with edge rushers. Kind yeah, of. yeah, sort of because it's like I'd rather like obviously sacks are great, but the, I yeah. I'm looking at pressures. I'm exactly. looking at are you getting home? Anyway, back to Michael Pratt. He played at Tulane. It wasn't the best competition to begin but with, but they're getting up there. They're getting better. They, they are. They are on the up and up. But like I said, he's he's very conservative. He takes mm. what the defense gives him. He's very accurate with the short and intermediate routes. But once he gets like 25, 30, 40 yards downfield, his arm strength clearly lacks, and it shows. You can tell by the way he he underthrows a lot of deep balls and just doesn't really have the ability to push the ball down the field like some of these other guys do, like even like Joe Milton does. So I have Brock Purdy. I Brock Purdy was a horrible prospect coming out yeah. of Iowa State, so this is honestly like not the worst comp for him. Yeah. But I don't really see him panning out. Like I said, no one saw Brock Purdy panning out, so who knows what the fuck could happen, but I think he's a career backup. Yeah, if I, had I agree. I agree. Um. I agree with that. He, uh, I he kind of gets to use the term again. He gets happy feet when he has to move around in the pocket, or God forbid, leave the pocket. He like, he his his yeah. footwork is bad. It's like all over. Yeah, each he, other. he looks like he panics a lot, and yeah, that kind of comes with being super conservative. He doesn't want to roll out. He doesn't want to you know use his legs as much. He just wants to play in structure. Look at. You know, one, look at two, look at three. If it's not there, he's probably just going to take a sack. Yeah. He, I think he'll hang around, though. I do think he'll hang around in the league um, in terms of just being a backup. But, um, all right. That covers all of the quarterback prospects. Uh, I believe all of them. I don't know. There's probably been most of them. Too. Yeah. There's, most of them. Yeah. That's oh, all there's the room. Somewhat. Right. If Michael Pratt was the one that we left it on and there's others worse than that, I feel like we we covered the ones we needed yeah. to cover. Yeah. Um, Michael Pratt, you are let's I'm gonna guess he is a Raider. 
Yeah. Oh, so all right. Good guess. Tapes. Yeah. Something about it. Feels it feels like a Raiders pick. Back up to Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> oh, yeah. What the a Raiders QB room. Such... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. So we are that that concludes the quarterback section um of our analysis. I think next week we're gonna try and get into uh running backs, receivers, and tight ends. We're not gonna do all of them because we listed so many. Um, but we're gonna do a good amount of them just so we can kind of get a feel of what's going on there. So Wick and I are also going to do some like mock draft segments. We're going to do team need segments, um, drafting for teams, all this kind of stuff. We're going to get a lot of content out of the draft because uh, I know we both love doing it. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of NFL stuff, a lot of NFL draft content, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be back early in the week. Thank you all for listening, and peace. Peace.